0: Hey, this is Julie Mintz, and you're listening to Dash Radio.
1: Welcome to the world of music.
2: Discover new music. Do you want to be the first to know? Pay attention. This is Dash Daily Discovery with DJ Harper.
1: Yep, you know it, it's that time again, Daily Discovery My name is DJ Hoppe, she, Julie Mintz is in the building, how are you? Good, good. I'm glad to have you in here. I'm excited to have you. You've got this song called The Sorrow Tree. Yes, uh, I do. We're going to get into that. You've got an album coming this year. Exciting stuff.
0: Yeah, September I have Abandoned All Hope of Fruition. Amazing. I'm just finishing it up.
1: Amazing. I want to talk to you about that. Uh, obviously, want to talk to you about the single and all of this. But first, we need to sort of reintroduce you to everybody that's out there that's tuned in right now. Um you were born and raised in Texas in Corpus Christi.
0: Yes, I'm from a small town in Texas on the Gulf of Mexico. Born and raised, my family's still there. Um listened to a lot of country music growing up there.
1: Why does country get a bad rap? Like I mean in in certain circles, like people will be like I like everything except for country. Like why is that?
0: I don't know. Okay, maybe that's like modern day radio country that's right. kind of done that weird like rock country thing, but Classic country like Emmylou Harris, June Carter Cash, Dolly Parton. That how can you hate on that? It's amazing,
1: <laughs> right? Right, and I mean some of the best songwriting. Oh yeah. Ever. yeah, that's
0: what I love about country music. Really, is like it's always a story.
1: Mm. Mm. I think that's yeah, what's beautiful sure.
0: about country music. That's how I like to write my
1: songs. And tell me what got you started with all of that. I mean, like what what was your what's your earliest memory of music and singing and and all of that.
0: Um, well, I mean, really growing up, like I sang in choir and I, um, took piano lessons, but actually I was really, um, I had stage fright and I was really scared to perform. So even when I was taking piano lessons, like I had to have my mom go talk to my piano teacher and ask her if I could, um, not do the recitals, Mm. but still take lessons, I never really wanted to play in front of people, but I always just loved music. And, and,
1: and where did that change? Because I, I'm sure that there's plenty of people that are out there that have that same stage fright. I mean, like, it's, it's people's, like, number one fear is yeah. speaking or performing in front of other people. Like that's Well, and I always thought
0: fear. for a long time, like, this must mean that I'm not supposed to be an artist. Mm. Um, and it was actually really encouraging to me when I heard that, like, Barbara Streisand has stage fright, um, Carly Simon like some really talented people. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not good at it just because you have that sort of fear. I think it's, it is kind of natural.
1: And, and, and how did it change for you? Like, because obviously you're going to perform for us even (laughs) here on the radio. I know
0: it's true. I mean, I think it was really actually just that my love of music sort of, um, was overriding that, but it's not like my fear really went away. Mm. um, and actually, I'd say like getting to play with a bigger artist sort of in the background of his band helped a lot because I got to be on stage and doing it a lot, but not really being the center of attention. Mm,
1: that's interesting. Yeah,
0: it was like exposure therapy.
1: Right, right. You're just like, <laughs> you're like, OK, I can do this.
0: Yeah, but like not everybody's really looking at me.
1: Right. Yeah. You're like, but you're on stage still and there are yeah. people that are looking at you, but not everybody. You're not the focal point. Yes. So talk to me now about this transition of be, being now the focal point.
0: Yeah, so this, I mean, I've been, you know, I've been playing shows and doing it for a long time, but I'd say that it had been a struggle being a solo artist. Um, I I think that's true for most solo artists, you know, Mm. like really getting out there and building your fan base and stuff. Um, But I really want people to hear my songs and... I feel like I have
1: something to say with them. So I guess it's worth it to put myself out there. Yeah, I I guess it's worth it. I've got to do it. It's almost like I mean, I appreciate this. It's you're forcing yourself into that space, which I think is is important. Like sometimes we need to do things that make us a little bit scared. And like but it's better. Like that's how you grow.
0: Yes, it's true.
1: I think that's an Eleanor Roosevelt quote, if I'm not mistaken, which is to do something every day that scares you a little bit.
0: Okay, yeah. I feel like, you know, that's, otherwise I would just be like at home writing songs in my bedroom and never letting anyone hear them.
1: Yeah. It'd be a little sad. Yeah. And you never know, like oftentimes I feel like we don't know what we actually would like. And like, how do you, you know, you don't know until you actually try something. Yeah. Like, oh my God, this is fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's true. I mean, even when I was driving here today to have this interview with you and like, I kind of had butterflies in my stomach and I was like, uh, you know, would I rather just be at home today? <laughs> like,
1: You almost turned around. I'm <laughs> glad you didn't call in sick for this. And
0: I was like, no, just go and do it. And mm. like, you'll probably be happy that you did it and it'll be a good experience.
1: Right. I feel you the know? same way about going to the gym.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Okay, yeah.
1: Right, I, like I hate it. I'm just like I can't, I can't do this.
0: I, c- I, I haven't really gotten over the hump of going to the gym. <laughs> that's only happens like once a
1: month. Well, hey, I mean it, that's uh, in some some months that's better than me. Um, <laughs> well, I want to get into the music that you've created here. You've got this album that is coming. T- I, I want to talk more about the album, but I want to start with this song, "The Sorrow Tree." Uh, we're gonna play the studio version. Tell me a little bit more about the song "The Sorrow Tree" and why, and and your what this means to you. What this song means to you.
0: So, "The Sorrow Tree" um, is actually written and produced by the artist Moby,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, I started playing in Moby's band like five years ago. Um, and he's been a really huge supporter of my music. He produced my first EP. Which was an incredible opportunity for me,
1: right? Like who can say that Moby's produced their first EP? Like I know. that's insane. I know. Yeah. I was
0: so lucky. So um, I write. I write all of my own songs, and that's like a really big part of it for me because you know, songwriting is the part where I get to express my inner world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but Moby had written this song, "The Sorrow Tree," for his album, and he was looking for a female vocalist to sing it on his album, and um, he, I came in and he had me do it, and then he was like, you know, I know you're working on your album. It might be cool to have an acoustic version of this song on your album. So we recorded that and kind of put it aside as an option, and it actually ended up that the themes of this song, even though he wrote it, really fit in with, like, a lot of the themes of mm. sort of, like, longing for love, waiting for a lost lover... Those are a lot of things that I tend to write about. So it really fit in well with the other songs that are going to be on my record.
1: It was meant to be. It was. Very nice. Well, I want to play the song here. You're also going to play this uh, acoustic live for us here in studio uh, in moments. But first, we're going to play the uh, studio version of The Sorrow Tree. Do not go anywhere. We've got Julie Mintz hanging out with us here in studio. Here it is. The Sorrow Tree right here on Dash.
2: Oh, beneath the sorrow tree, beneath the sorrow tree. Discover new music and new artists. The Dash Daily Discovery with DJ Hopper.
1: Julie Mintz is here. We are talking The Sorrow Tree. That was uh, her song that we just played right there, the acoustic version of The Sorrow Tree. Um, You are also going to play an an acoustic version here live in studio in just a moment. Uh, We were talking, though, about how this path could be much, much different for you, Julie Mintz. You could be Dr. Julie Mintz.
0: (laughs) I could. (laughs) You know, actually, I am Dr. Julie Mintz. On, there's a TV show.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Yes. A
0: friend of mine is a, a TV writer, and he named a character Dr. Julie Mintz. Well, but it okay. didn't happen in real life. Right. I know. I, I majored in neuroscience in college, and I was going to go to medical school. but um,
1: And you got all the way to, like you, you told me, you were working in a hospital. Yeah. And that's when you realized this just was not for you.
0: Yes, I um, was working in an oncology ward when I was in college Mm. um, studying neuroscience and I just realized I was way too sensitive. I would come home every day from the hospital and cry. Mm. I I call it my quarter life crisis because I was like on this path to having that career and I was like, uh uh-oh, I think that I'm on the wrong path and I have to figure out what I'm supposed to do. And I sort of looked back like what had I done as a kid that made me happy and i had always played music and- Really loved playing piano and writing songs, so.
1: That's incredible. I mean, that's such a success story in in my mind of, like, somebody who, you know, there's plenty of people that experience something like that, but then just kind of forge ahead and are just like, ah, but I've gone all this way already. I've put in all of this work. I just need to do this. Yeah, you it's true.
0: I mean, yeah, too. I was almost done with college. I think I was, like, a junior in college at that point, so, and- I was like, okay, well, I can't change my major at this point. So I actually was really lucky that I had this sort of love for music that I could fall back on and try to make a career out of. Mm. Otherwise, yeah, I probably would be dr julie (laughs) Mills.
1: right right. which would i mean but i mean who knows there's a lot of life left to live who knows my
0: parents would be so much happier (laughs)
1: Uh, i'm sure they're very proud of the what you've been able to accomplish
0: they're they're okay with
1: it yeah right they're they're accepting of it
0: they are Yeah. right right,
1: exactly um very interesting though i think of all of the different paths like one could take and you know i think that that's such a mature way of, like, looking at this and saying, hey, wait, hold on, what did I truly love? Let me find mm-hmm. a way to do that. I mean, this has not been an easy road by any means. I mean, most no. people that are out there, I think, who are not necessarily in the industry, you know, see this glamorous story of, oh, you you have this voice, and, like, of course you would then pursue this, and, of course, now you've got a song that's being played on the radio or that you've got an album coming out. It seems so easy right one would think you know yeah talk a little bit about some of the struggles of of being a rising artist
0: oh my gosh well yeah it's like that story of like it's when it's an overnight success that's taken 15 years right and um yeah I mean I've played so many shows where 10 people showed up and
1: you're you're lucky to have 10 people show up I mean there's there's zero
0: I know yeah and um you know, when I met Moby um, and he started supporting my career, I was living in this like crappy little rental house and it happened to be across the street from a castle, which is very weird, but that's wait, L.A.
1: Wait, a, a, <laughs> a, a rental house across from a castle? Where, yes. What, what castle? Where's this castle? Um,
0: This is in Beachwood Canyon, okay. which is like one canyon over from Laurel Canyon.
1: Yeah.
0: And, um... There's just, like, a bunch of different styles of houses, and I lived in a a little tiny rental house that was, like, so sideways on the hill that you sort of had to hold on to the towel rack in the bathroom, or else you would, like, fall over into the corner. Wow. It was so... The whole house was so slanted, but it was in the shadow of a big castle, and um, the castle was empty for years while I lived there, and then I heard that somebody bought it, and uh, Moby bought it. Ah. And um, we became friends because he was my neighbor, and uh, he, it, it was like a long friendship. And then sure. he eventually, he would give me songwriting advice and asked me to sing backup for him on the Tonight Show one day, which was a big surprise.
1: Wow! So- and was it, that was the first time that you had sang with. Moby, like on a yes. on a big stage. Yes. Right. He
0: was just my neighbor and then he just sent me an email one day saying, Hey, I need a background singer for the tonight show. Are you available?
1: He sent you an email. Why he should have just walked over to the to the slanted house and, and knocked on the I door. Know,
0: that's true. That's true. He's really yeah. big into email though. Right.
1: <laughs> he's like in the other room. He's we in could, the other room and he's emailing yeah, you. Yeah,
0: we basically shared the same Wi Fi our houses. We're so close together. So wow. the email was convenient.
1: Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. What a story that is. I know.
0: So that was just I just got lucky, you know, but it took like 10 years for that luck to fall on my slanted doorstep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How many times did you think about um, or, or do you ever think about what would have been or what could have been if, you know, things went different?
0: Yeah I, yeah, I don't really. <laughs> that like was to, a huge.
1: That was a huge exhale, by the way.
0: <laughs> I do not like to think. I mean, I don't know. I maybe I'd still be playing shows for ten people. Mm. Probably. I don't even know if I would have made an album, honestly, because I was playing shows with Moby, and um, he would he would be gracious enough to come see when I would play my little shows, come see me play, and he'd
1: be person number nine.
0: Yeah, right, yeah right. a lot of times. Nice. And he was eventually like, "You have a lot of really good songs. Why have you never?" made an album,
1: mm.
0: and I was just like, I don't know, you know, I don't have a record deal yet, and I just, that part of the business confuses me. Mm. Like, And he was like, okay, I'm going to produce an album for you. So I don't know what would have happened.
1: Right. I feel yeah. like mentorship in this industry is such a such an important component of growth for for artists, for even people behind the music. I feel like, you know, this is still an industry in which, Having a mentor, having like a physical person that is helping you along the way and helping to sort of guide you and and somebody that you can learn from and learn from their success, learn from their mistakes. Uh, yeah. Like I feel like that that is still so important in our industry and in some in some industries that doesn't really exist mm-hmm. as much. But you know, would you agree with that?
0: I 100% agree. It has been for me. I mean, I think that there are some people maybe that are um, they maybe understand the business side of it better but mm-hmm. I feel like I'm such an artist like the only part that I really understand is just like being in my bedroom and writing songs and the rest of it I sort of need somebody that's done it before me to say like okay this is how you do it
1: right so yeah. and somebody that you can trust
0: yes and yeah somebody that's had success at it so that when he says like okay this would be a good way to do it I'm like okay well you did it that way and it and it worked out well. So I'm going to trust that.
1: I'm wondering, you know, what I'm thinking about now is is where the opportunities are with my neighbors. I'm now wondering, <laughs> like, I'm wondering what my neighbors do now. I'm you
0: telling know? you, L.A. is a great place I for know, neighbors. I
1: know. Who knows? You
0: need to bake some pies and knock is on the, some doors. That's,
1: is that what you did? Did you bake a pie and bring it over no, to the castle?
0: I didn't, actually. It, well, uh, but- i
1: think i think maybe we need to do that at the very least we need to do that i mean who knows right who knows what can happen anything could happen yeah um tell me more about this album that you're putting together um abandon all hope of fruition yes what is the whole album what is the theme of the album
0: so the theme of the album is really about um letting go of expectations that's sort of what abandon all hope of fruition means you Mm -hmm. know it's really like abandon the hope that everything's going to work out the way that you want it to work out mm. and just be in the the present and just be OK with the way that things are right now. And mm. I think that that's been a, a really big thing that I've struggled with. And a lot of the songs on the album are really like a big struggle for me has been my love life. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I write about a lot and like yearning for love and waiting for it. And so. I've been lately trying to be in the mindset of like, what if I was just happy with where I am and not like waiting for things to be different? And so that's really what the title of the album is talking
1: about. I feel like that's such a great theme. I feel like there's so many people that struggle with that, you know, of just why isn't this happening? Why is like, and you're so happy
0: if I had this.
1: Totally. You're focused on the wrong thing. You're focused on what you don't have versus what you do have. Right. Mm -hmm. And this whole idea of of accepting that. And like all of us. I mean, how blessed are all of us? Like we get a chance to I mean, we're here right now. Yeah. Talking about your forthcoming album.
0: Like, can I just be happy with that? Right. But. But it's so hard to be like when people say like, oh, do a gratitude list. Like, I want to be so annoyed and be like, no, I'm not happy with these things Mm -hmm. that I don't have. But yes, it has to be like a daily reminder to try to be appreciative of the things that I do have instead of focusing on the things that I don't have. And so to just be like, let go of any hope that like in the future, you're going to have anything else. And I mean, <laughs> right. you right, are...
1: Right, at face value, that sounds crazy. It sounds horrible. It right. sounds
0: like so depressing. Right. But if you really were like, hey, what if you didn't get anything else than what you have right now? Mm. Like, y- you have some okay things already. And like, P.S. you are going to... Other good things are going to happen. Right. But stop holding on to it and expecting
1: it. Right, right. It's so true. I, like, you yeah. yeah, I've, there's so many things. There's so many thoughts that this is provoking, which is great. Which is, I feel like, what music should do is to do that and, you know, uh, really get people thinking and, and get people feeling and all of that. So, um, we're very excited about the album that is coming, Abandon All Hope of Fruition, uh, coming later this year. The Sorrow Tree out everywhere. Yes, um, now. Video's coming, though.
0: Yeah, video's coming. Uh, Moby has. Uh an electric electronic version, June twenty-fifth, and then my version is oh sorry, his is June twenty second, mine is june
1: twenty-fifth. Uh, for the videos. Yeah, the videos. Yes, yes, very exciting. And then you're gonna play us out here with a live version of the sorrow tree. I wanna remind everybody you can listen back to this entire interview on my website, hoppaworld.com I've got links back to Julie Mintz. She's at Julie Mintz on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find her also on Spotify as well. Just type in Julie Mints with a Z.
0: That's
1: I'm sure pe- people screw that up probably over the phone, yeah. right?
0: Oh, I always have to say like peppermints with a Z.
1: Uh, there, like peppermints with a Z. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Uh, without further ado, you're gonna play us out here. Uh, The Sorrow Tree live in studio. Julie, it's been a pleasure having you here. Thank
0: you for having me. This is so nice.
1: Anytime you've got new stuff, feel free to bring it by. And especially if you've baked a pie. (laughs) My door is is always open for a freshly baked pie, by the way. Um, And uh, yes, best of luck with everything else that's coming up for you. Uh, We like to end the show usually by saying this. Music is life and life is good. Have a great one tomorrow, guys. We will see you later.
3: Tell my love and he'll know where He will come and meet me there Oh, he'll wait for me Beneath the sorrow The sorrow tree ooh, ooh. Beneath the sorrow